today, Julie Smith, Executive Director of the IDSA, joins us to talk about securing digital identities, the threat landscape, and security strategies for the new age. All this and more on the Cyberjack Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We're going to be diving into identity-based security, but before we get into that, can you share a bit about yourself and what you've been recently focused on in your role? Yeah, sure. So my background is a long time in the technology industry, and I won't go into how many years that that's been, but uh, more relevant to this conversation, I think, is I've spent the last 15 years in the identity security space uh, with a vendor, uh, Ping Identity, with a solutions provider, Optive, and for about the last almost four years now, uh, I've been the executive director of the Identity Defined Security Alliance. Uh, and so that's been a full-time focus for me, more than a full-time focus for me, I guess I should say. Um, and so my focus lately uh, has been, as probably a lot of people are doing right now, is planning for 2023. Um, and so for the IDSA, what that means is focusing on uh, topics that we're going to address next year, uh, forging new relationships uh, with like-minded organizations like the Cloud Security Alliance and ID Pro and Open ID Foundation, hopefully organizations your audience is familiar with, um, working with our customer advisory board on topics that we'll focus on in 2023. And then lastly, planning for uh, our big event of the year, which is called Identity Management Day, and that's taking place on April 11th, 2023. So make sure to mark your calendar. Absolutely. So since its inception in 2019, the Identity Defined Security Alliance has grown into the trusted identity security resource for the IT and cybersecurity industries. For those unfamiliar with the IDSA, can you tell us a little bit about the mission? So the short version uh, of our mission is that we help IT professionals to become identity smart. Um, and we do that by providing vendor neutral education, research, and practical guidance on securing digital identities. Um, so we have uh, a website full of, of very rich resources. Uh, some specific things to look out for are a set of best practices around uh, foundational elements for an identity and access management program. Uh, a set of what we call identity-defined security outcomes, which is bringing together identity uh, infrastructure and cybersecurity technologies and capabilities uh, to make your organization more secure. Um, and we, we educate through uh, our blogs, through webinars that we host uh, several times a month. And then lastly, I would say uh, the big um, sort of product, if you will, or, or the big... Um, set of content that we, we provide every year is around research, um, which is uh, the 2022 Trends in Securing Digital Identities Research Report. That's uh, This year was the second annual, um, and we've also uh, published three other research reports as well, all focused on this, uh, this important topic of securing digital identities within the enterprise. That's great. Let's dive a bit into that trends report. Can you tell us what was most surprising about the research and what it revealed about the current state of the identity threat landscape and if organizations are actually equipped to handle targeted attacks? 
Sure. So as I mentioned, yeah, this is our second annual report uh, and you can look for our next report in June of next year. Um, but I would say the headline is that 84% of organizations experienced a breach in the previous year. Um, 78% of those experienced a significant business impact in the form of, you know, having to deal with recovery costs, um, having to deal with distractions in their business, uh, which I'm sure, uh, you know, you can imagine uh, how the teams need to, to scramble and come together to remediate uh, a breach. And then lastly, uh, is the reputational hit. Um, but sort of the good side of that, if you will, is that 96% of those organizations felt that the, the breach that they had suffered could have been prevented. Um, and we provided some questions uh, and, and some uh, a, a list of ways in which those breaches could have been prevented. Um, and the top three are really things that um, if organizations addressed, I think could improve their security quite a bit. One of them is multi-factor authentication for all user types. So within an organization, you, know, you have employees and you have contractors and you have partners that you're doing business with, and then you have consumers. So um, MFA for all users was one way in which those organizations that suffered a breach felt that they could have pre prevented or mitigated that breach. Um, the second one is around timely reviews of privilege access. So, um, you know, over time, privilege creep occurs and, um, it, you know, folks who shouldn't have access to privilege resources end up having access and they shouldn't. Uh, and so, going through timely reviews around who has access to what resources, and then just in general, understanding who has access across the organization, um, whether it is your employees or your partners or your contractors, and, and what access do they have to the critical resources uh, within your enterprise. Um, I think the other thing that was really interesting out of the research, too, is that Culture does make a difference. So, you know, I talked a little bit about uh, some technology and, and process and people type um, things that organizations could do to prevent uh, the risk of a breach, but culture does make a difference. Uh, and 60% of the people surveyed, and most of them were in the identity and security, um, you know, had identity and security roles, and they admitted and these are people that should know better, right? Admitted to risky behavior in the form of sharing passwords, reusing passwords, um, you know, sharing passwords through uh, messaging systems, et cetera. Some of the things that uh, have have been uncovered as we've investigated some of the bre high profile breaches that have happened. Um, but at the same time, those folks that have uh, have displayed behavior that was considered risky if the execs within their organization, so C-level executives, whether it's the CEO, whether it's the chief information security officer, talks about the importance of taking care of your credentials, um, they are better about securing their credentials and not uh, not practicing those bad behaviors. So, um, you know, something as simple as having a culture that focuses on the importance of taking care of your credentials can make a difference in an organization. Um, so, yeah, I think there's a lot of great information in the the research report, um, and I, you know, I highly encourage anybody who is starting to plan for 2023 and has identity as an important. Uh, part of their security strategy. I think there's lots of information that can help inform what they should be focused on next year. Absolutely. It sounds like a great resource. 
So I know a core belief of the IDSA is that identity security is everyone's responsibility, not just organizations. Can you talk a bit about what actionable security steps individuals can take as their personal and work lives intersect in the digital world? Yeah, and this is the one of the great things I believe about our relationship with the National Cybersecurity Alliance is this intersection of identity security as everyone's responsibility. And, and we come at it very much from the enterprise perspective and helping organizations become more secure. Um, and the National Cybersecurity Alliance is really about helping consumers and even small businesses uh, stay safe online. Um, but if you think about it, you know, we as individuals uh, wear multiple hats. We're employees in most cases. We may be partners uh, in, in that we are working for an organization that has lots of uh, customers and organizations that we work on a daily work with on a daily basis and we're consumers. And so regardless of which hat you're wearing, so to speak, uh, there's good identity hygiene that you should be practicing. And it's the things that we kind of hear about a lot, but just people don't, uh, don't think about, I think, uh, and get distracted. And, uh, but things like don't click on suspicious links, you know, be skeptical of, uh, of an email that, that doesn't look right to you. Don't reuse passwords across your accounts. Uh, a consumer password, if it's also being used as a, a corporate password, as soon as that compromise, that password gets compromised, it's going to get replayed across every possible resource. And, and that could put your organization at risk as well as your own personal identity at risk. Um, implementing MFA as a consumer, so across all of your accounts and, and really anywhere where you have financial information uh, should be top of mind. Um, and then don't share your passwords, even with your, uh, your most trusted uh, friends and advisors and family, you know, make sure that those passwords are unique. So um, whether, whether you're acting as an employee or as a partner or just as a consumer, you know, there's just some basic things around protecting your credentials that, that can help secure the entire digital ecosystem. Of course, implementing simple best practices can make a true security difference from both an individual and enterprise perspective. So I wanted to change gears a bit to talk about your shift from executive director to the IDSA's executive advisory board. How does the search for a new executive director play into the IDSA's next phase of growth? Yeah. So, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, I've been in this role uh, as the executive director for almost four years now, and, and actually been involved with the IDSA for about six. Um, and I, I'm super excited about, about the opportunity to bring in a new executive director. And the thing that the things that uh, we as an organization think about, and when I say that, I mean the executive advisory board that's part of this search effort is is looking for someone who can really speak from experience, uh, you know, sort of been there, done that, if you will, um, understands the challenges and, and the needs of the security professionals, whether you're a CISO or, uh, you know, a, a security leader within your organization, but understands what's going on and, and can speak from experience. Um, and certainly, you know, furthering the community. So with a broad network, and in most cases, I think, 
folks that are in the practitioner world uh, are working together and, and sharing best practices and sharing stories. And so be, being able to build that community across practitioners, security leaders, as well as the vendor community um, is, is certainly a thing that's very exciting to me. So, uh, you know, having, having been in a situation where they're working with their peers uh, and then I think lastly, just having more resources. So having uh, more more people focused on uh, how do we grow this organization? How do we reach the audience? Uh, how do we get more security professionals to be identity smart? So um, I think there's a, a, a number of things that are going to help us grow uh, with this new executive director. And I'm, I'm super excited at the possibilities to come. That sounds like a really exciting future for the IDSA. So to wrap things up, can you share with our audience where organizations and individuals can find more information and resources for identity management strategies? So our website is idsalliance.org. Uh, we have a research, or excuse me, a resource library uh, full of blogs, webinars, white papers, um, ebooks, all kinds of information about uh, this particular topic, uh, our research, as I mentioned as well. And then certainly follow us on LinkedIn. Um, we're always promoting our webinars as we've, we're running a couple of a month at this point. Um, and, you know, following LinkedIn, you can kind of stay tuned to what we're up to. Well, thank you, Julie, for joining us. We look forward to all the upcoming resources and research on identity security from IDSA. To all of our listeners, we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.